Welcome to the Now You Know Akron podcast, brought to you by the journalists of BeaconJournal.com. Each week, they will share their expertise on Akron and Summit County. Now, here's your host, Craig Webb. Thanks for joining us for the Now You Know Akron podcast. I'm your host, Craig Webb. Our spotlight topic for today's podcast is a look at discipline issues in our public schools since districts have returned to in-person instruction this fall. We'll talk to the Beacon's resident expert in education and also an Akron Public Schools senior. But first, here's three things you should know from recent headlines on BeaconJournal.com. Reporter Phil Karen is following the story involving Stowe Municipal Court Judge Kim Hoover. A complaint has been filed with the Ohio Office of Disciplinary Counsel alleging that Hoover frequently issued orders such as imprisonment for several days or detention for several hours to force unrepresented criminal defendants to pay their fines and court costs up front. This is an apparent violation of guidelines for municipal court conduct set by the Ohio Supreme Court. Reporter Doug Livingston took a closer look at the COVID death numbers in the state of Ohio and found that residents of Ohio counties that voted 80% or better for Donald Trump are dying of COVID 2.3 times more often than counties where Joe Biden won. And finally, the holidays are almost upon us, and the Beacon Journal is taking a look at some fun things to do and places to go, like the Akron Zoo and Stan Hewitt Hall. Reporter Tawny Beans also took a look at the most spectacular light displays in homes in the Akron areas. These stories and more can be found on BeaconJournal.com and also in your print edition and all our various apps. And now for our Spotlight story, we're joined by Akron Public School student and a Firestone senior, Olivia Raver, and Beacon Journal education reporter, Jennifer Pinole. Firestone is one of many schools across the city, state, and really the country this fall that had just noticed kids coming back from a year of remote learning are having a hard time adjusting. The school has dealt with fights and disruptions in the classrooms and also in the hallways. But starting this second quarter, implementing a reset plan to help address some of these issues, Still, students are under a lot of stress, both from the school and sometimes from home. Olivia herself has had a heck of a small semester. Conflict in her home resulting in her needing to find another place to live, right at the same time that she tested positive for COVID. It took a toll on her mental health, resulting in a brief hospital stay, but she was fortunate to receive the care she needed and is now back on track in school and also happy to be there. So we welcome Jennifer along with Olivia. Jennifer, I'd like to start with you. Um, you just were part of a project that involved reporters from throughout the state. And, and so maybe talk a little bit about where this where this particular story, its origins. Yeah. So as you mentioned, Akron has had, you know, sort of a, a series of incidents, some high profile, some not um, of fights and, you know, concerns from teachers uh, about discipline issues. Um, and, you know, the superintendent, Ms. Christine Feller-Mack has said several times, right, that Akron is not the only school district that has been dealing with this this year. So I wanted to to see what that really looked like and, you know, to see what other districts were looking like. So I, I reached out to my colleagues across the state. We have a really great network here of education reporters, about eight or nine of us, um, who are all in different places, rural, urban, suburban, um, who who work with schools, who work with kids, who talk to kids every day, who talk to students and teachers and um, spend time in school board meetings. And, you know, if I asked everybody 
what's everybody seeing? And it, it turned out it was really manifesting in different ways, but that there there were some common threads that, you know, even where there weren't necessarily fights or discipline issues, there were just some anxious kids, you know, and it was not everybody, but that everybody was noticing that some kids were just having a really hard time, maybe adjusting in a way that, you know, maybe maybe the psychologist saw coming, um, but maybe that the rest of us didn't expect, right? Especially in these districts that were remote for over a year. Akron Public Schools left in March 2020, and then in March 2021, some kids came back, but not all. And then at the beginning of this school year, they just all came back for the most part, with a few exceptions. Almost all kids are back right now, and it just sort of happens all at once. And, you know, there, there's been some tension there, you know, just around having to be in school every day, having to be anywhere every day, having to sit in a classroom, having to having to you know, be respectful in the hallways, just having to get to class on time, just all the little things that didn't matter when you were sitting at home in your pajamas working from your bed, which many of us reporters are still doing. <laughs> Two years later, the kids have had to stop doing and have uh, a real actual physical presence in class every day. So that has shown up in kids in different ways. And so that's what we wanted to look at was how how kids are adjusting or not. Um, and, you know, what is how is that impacted schools in particular? And in the case of my house, I am back to remote learning because I had a son who tested positive for COVID. So we are all quarantining. So it's like back to uh, to last spring um, with people sleeping and saying, aren't you supposed to be in class? So, Olivia, I, I guess I'm, I'm just curious, you know, what are you seeing in, in, in your classrooms and, and at Firestone? I'm just noticing, like, a lot of my peers and just a lot of everyone at the school, really, um, excluding the administration and teachers. I feel like we all have a sense of, like, maturity that we developed um when we did come back the first time, like, I feel like we all were very ready for it um, and realized it was too much. So, um, yeah, I think with coming back now, we all feel like we're a lot more ready for it. And, like, we all just think that we are. And so with all of the tension and the... um the fights and just the outbursts in class and the hallways. I think it's just like, uh, like a growing up thing. I think it's just, yeah, it's just like a problem with like thinking that we're all just already on such a high level of like an understanding with each other. And we all think that we have just all earned some type of respect out of nowhere. Um, just cause of what we've all had to go through. Are, are the fights that commonplace? I mean, is it an everyday thing or is it a an occasional yeah, thing? It really doesn't happen too much anymore. I think it was just like, again, with the tension of just coming back initially and just with a lot of people like that, we just just a lot of people coming into the um, school. And there are a few new students that I've like seen in the hallways. So just like new people as well. And um, just all thinking like we own the place, like just, just a typical high school. 
Yeah. I think that's a perfect segue to what I want to ask you, Jennifer. I mean, is it it kind of ebb and flows? I mean, are, are things getting better? Is, is that what you you and the other reporters found, or is it, is it getting worse? Yeah, you know, I think some of the because I, when I talked to Olivia, um, who by the way has a just giant picture on the front page from, <laughs> and I was just so thrilled to see that. It had nothing to do with that selection, but thought that was very cool for her and for Firestone. Um, you know, I, I think that I think what I heard is, yeah, it is getting better that everyone is sort of calming down a little bit. Um, you know, and Mr. Johnson has talked about the reset plan that was put in place um, that, that looked a at a lot of things like, you know, how do we eliminate time dawdling in the hallway? Right. How do we eliminate ways in and out of this building even um, just to make sure that kids are where they're supposed to be at, at any given point in that um, you know, that they are are not having a lot of chances maybe to, um, you know, settle issues that were raised on social media, that now you have immediate access, right? When you were at home, you you could have disagreements or issues could arrive over social media. And now you can go have that conversation very quickly face to face. And so some of those things are escalating very quickly. Um, you know, and I think what I've heard is that that, you know, can continue to be an issue. But, um, you know, just in terms of everyone adjusting back, um, you know, that maybe it is um, that it is starting to get a little bit better. Um, is that do you, Olivia, does that sound like? what you feel as well and what you've experienced? Yeah, definitely. Like what I said with the fights, they've definitely just died down a lot. And I think with like us being kind of far in, it's, it's kind of adjusted. I feel like we've all adjusted to like the rules and regulations and we've all just like, we all have like a game plan kind of. Um, since it is so late in the year. So I think we've all just kind of like gotten a mindset of like graduation and just like leaving. Olivia, could you talk to you about some of the mental health stuff? What are you noticing, you know, in yourself in you know, in, in your peers as far as, you know, struggling with things like anxiety or depression um, or any other kind of mental health concern? Right. Um, in my peers, I mean, with my um with my closest friends and with just like the people that I get to talk to every day I notice kind of like a pattern and what we all feel it's kind of just like we all need some type of break not just like kind of like winter break but it's it's like kind of just like a break from like thinking like a break from having to worry about so many things and how like this break like this whole pandemic kind of felt like it was like a very extended pause but like everything was still happening in the world and everyone was still growing up and aging so now like coming from sophomore year to now senior and I'm back in school and trying to do all the things that I wanted to do junior year it's very stressful because like I only have a short time left in high school and I thought it was it was going to be a year and some change so I mean I think it's just just the feeling of like all of us growing up and all of us just getting to a point where it's kind of overwhelming so that's kind of just like what I've noticed and it's kind of with myself too since like my whole situation I've kind of um 
try to not compare my uh, feelings with anyone else's because it's very um, it just makes it it just makes me think about a lot more things that are not myself. I just need to think about how I feel and I feel a lot better. I think I really do think that we can all calm down and get our heads in the game and just reset and do what we need to do to continue. It was just a really big hiccup for the entire world. So, yeah, a hiccup. You mean this whole last year, this whole last two years? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know you had a little hiccup yourself, though, this um, this this fall. Um, and I'm so glad to see you're doing really well. Um, and, you know, we talked about it, too, back at Firestone. Um, you know, so whatever you're comfortable sharing is great. But, um, you know, do you want to talk at all about what what you went through just on the on the mental health side and, you know, how maybe how the, the pandemic impacted that? how you have managed to come back to where you are today. Right. Yeah, it's it's really uh, crazy to think about, like, how that was just, the end of that was just, like, last month. It's really crazy to think about how it's kind of just gone back to normal. But, yeah, it was, like, I got COVID at the end of October, so... I wasn't going to school, and um, this was actually the weekend that I found out that I had COVID. So it was just like, you know, the people we were staying with, we all just decided that it would we would need to be, um, like, registered into the foster care system to at least try and do something about it. We were just staying somewhere else for a little bit, trying to finish out the rest of my quarantine before we could even, like, figure out. Because that was another thing we were worried about was if we were going to go into the system, then what would they do with me since I have COVID? We were reported missing after a few days, and they found us, and my they had brought my mom into the room. And it was just really upsetting. It was a really upsetting moment for me and my sister because um, all Lydia wants is for me to be safe and for me to get help. And all I want is for her to be safe. So, yeah, it just brought out some emotions. And um, the police that were there had to take me to the hospital. Um, we had a few interviews they asked me if I wanted to maybe stay for a few days and just, like, collect my thoughts. So I was like, yeah. And I ended up staying for a week. And it was very, um, yeah, it was exactly what what I've been wanting. It was, like, a break from being, from having to be, like, a human in society like it was just it was just a week to collect my thoughts and a week to figure out how I was supposed to carry on with all of these issues and problems and I actually ended up I I mean I got rid of my COVID like 
two days into being at the hospital. So it was just a very smooth sail from there. Well, like I said, I'm I'm so glad that you're here and that you're doing well. Um, you know what I what I hear coming out of your story is we we forget right sometimes that there are kids for whom the last two years were not just about how do I get good grades in remote learning right that the the pandemic has created all of these situations in which, you know, you you had COVID, you were forced to reevaluate where to live at the same time that you were dealing with this positive test and um, how to take care of yourself and all of these issues that sort of intersected all at once. Um, and, and that's been true, you know, not at different extremes for a lot of kids, right? There's a lot of stuff going on at home potentially um, and in their lives outside of school um, or within school that has just sort of compounded and that COVID has not really allowed to be dealt with at all times in all these ways that it would normally be dealt with. Um, so, Olivia, I'm curious what, given that you had a positive experience with you know, being able to say, I need this help, right? Or yes, I will accept this help that you are offering. You know, what would you tell other kids who might be struggling right now, whether it is with something really extreme, like, you know, I'm not sure, you know, where, where I'm going to be able to stay or just, you know, through, look, everything is just really stressful coming back to school. And I think I might need some help. What would, what would you tell kids who might be struggling right now? With that, like, the only thing that really helped me during my struggle was my sister. Like, if it if it really wasn't for Lydia, like, if it was just me, I don't think I would be here. So, like, I have, like, everything I, I owe to Lydia. Like, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would do anything for her. But, um... I just like going off of that, that, what she like, what being with her has meant to me. I think it's important to have something or someone to, you know, connect with, to share these thoughts with, because it's been very helpful for me. I know that it really is okay to not want to do anything like it's a very normal feeling because a lot more of us are feeling it than people think. Um, people really do not want to do a lot of school or really any of this anymore. So it's okay to have those feelings. This is not forever. It will always, there will always be another chapter. There will always be another year. There will always be another month. There will always be another assignment that's just normal that's just yeah. how it is yeah and i i asked this next question to all three of the students who i talked to at firestone you guys all answered pretty quickly in all the same way do you do you feel like you have people at your school or if you're struggling that you can go talk to them and that they will help you yeah yeah <laughs> like i can think of at least one teacher, at least one student, at least one security guard, at least one, like, person from the office, 
like I can I can think of at least one person of anything from here to talk to because I know that like I said we're all feeling a lot of the same things so I know I can talk to a lot of people awesome I'm so glad that that is the case and thank you so much for talking to us today Mm-hmm. Yes, Olivia, yeah. thank you. It was a very brave of you to, to share our story. And I will tell you, you know, sometimes senioritis is part of it too. You know, you get kind of towards mm-hmm. the end of the finish line and you're thinking, well, you know, you know, kind of graduating in a few months. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. That's all the time we have today for the Now You Know Akron podcast. Be sure to join us again next week. Episodes release every Wednesday or thereabouts, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. They're also available on BeaconJournal.com and our various apps. Before we go, we have to thank our producer, BJ Lisko, and thank him for all the hard work behind the scenes to make this possible. And we urge you to support local journalism by becoming a subscriber. If you've already signed up, you have my heartfelt thanks. Until next week, Now You Know Akron.